This episode of the Grown Up Girls Report is brought to you by McAfee, the world's leading cybersecurity company. Now, McAfee is all about making our lives as digital parents a whole lot easier with their suite of super duper protection software for all our devices. Yes, even our smartphones. Simply visit McAfee.com and get the lowdown. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Merton McCann, and you're listening to The Grown Up Girls Report, a weekly podcast for women that's designed to keep you informed, entertained, and up to date with the latest books, beauty products, and life matters. Today, I'm talking to a compassion coach about how self compassion might just be what we all need to help us get through 2020. Now, even before COVID hit, many of us were feeling really overloaded, juggling families, jobs, aging parents, and community responsibilities. But at the financial stress of 2020, uncertainty about jobs, masks, and isolation, and it's inevitable that many of us aren't faring so well. But what if I told you that if we changed our focus a little and were a lot nicer to ourselves, then things might actually get easier? Well, today, I'm delighted to introduce you to Suzanne Mann, who is a compassion and mindset coach, and she's going to give us some tips on how exactly we can get into a rosier frame of mind, all by actually focusing on ourselves, by exercising some self-compassion. So sit back, make yourself a cuppa, because I really believe that being kind and compassionate to ourselves may very well be the best thing we can all do to manage our mental health. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you, Alex. It's great to be here. Oh, it's so nice to have you here, Suzanne, because this is another way, I think, another, I suppose, tool we can pop in our toolbox that we can actually help ourselves get through this particularly mm-hmm. tricky time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so glad you said tools and toolbox. Oh, I because- love that analogy. <laughs> that is exactly what I see working on your self-compassion as. Mm. It is having that little toolbox to go to, to just help you out of any of those situations where you're just feeling stuck. Yeah. And the pandemic at the moment it is so tough. It is so overwhelming. Mm. You know what? Last night I was even worried about the fact that I was wondering whether I was washing my vegetables well enough before I cut them up to make Mm. a salad because I thought, what if they have COVID on them? Yes. And am I doing the right thing? Because I feel responsible for the entire family's health. And that's a lot of people to be worrying about. It's a big weight on our shoulders. It really is. You know, because I think as, as you know, as women in our middle age, we have got our families. Again, we're feeding them, we're, we're, we're looking after them. A lot of us have got aging parents who I know my parents are in their late 70s mm-hmm. and I'm highly worried about them. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got monetary concerns. You know, life isn't what it was mm-hmm. in 2019. So a lot of us are really doing it tough. It's a really, really tricky mm-hmm. time. And, and, and you hear a lot, you know, when you, and, and I, I do this when I'm a little bit anxious about something, I'll often do a bit of a Google and a deep dive <laughs> and try and get some tips or some insight. We all we do all it. Google. Let's be honest. Yes. We all do it. Yeah. And the message is all about being kind to yourself, giving yourself a break. But, but what does that actually mean? And, and this is why I wanted to get you mm. on the podcast because being kind, yeah, okay, make yourself a cup of tea, you know, buy yourself a nice chocolate from the shop. But it's actually a lot more than just mm-hmm. that. I think at the root of that, is actually exercising compassion towards yourself, which is self-compassion. Yes. You know what, Alex? You, you're you definitely on the way. You're definitely on that journey. 
because you're saying all the right words. You're talking about the roots of the, and, and for me, I love visualization. Mm. And for me, all of these things that we're worrying about with the pandemic, it's like I'm a tree Mm -hmm. and all of the people that I'm worrying about and all of these issues that are going on, they're like the branches and the leaves. And I've got this really big tree already. And then a pandemic, the lockdown comes on. All of these additional worries, I've got extra leaves of worry coming out left, right and centre. And I'm the trunk. That's where your self-compassion lies. And if I don't have the strength in that trunk, Mm. then my tree is going to fall over. Mm. I'm not going to be able to support all of these leaves and branches that I've got coming out of me. Mm, they'll fall off. That, they'll go brown. This they'll is die. It. You know what? Yeah. And, and a big strong wind comes along, mm-hmm. which which can be, you know, your child walking in and just saying that they failed that test and your tree's just going to fall over. Sure. So you need to get your trunk strong and that is mental health. Yeah. That is mental health and mental health is where is self-compassion. Yeah. They are so integrally integrally linked. Yeah, absolutely. Now, before we get into it, Suzanne is a compassion coach. Is that is that is that the right way of describing you? That's right. I'm a mindset coach and I also run a course on compassionate integrity training, which is like compassion coaching, yes. And you have studied compassion. Yes. You have actually done some training compassion. Where would one do that, Suzanne? <laughs> Believe it or not, there are there are so many compassion courses around the world. You know, wow. they run them in, and it's not like some airy fairy thing. They run compassion courses at Stanford, mm-hmm. at Emory University. This is such a big industry now because it is so important mm. because compassion is mental health. Mm-hmm. They all come back to the same thing. Now, I have learned my, I did my study through uh, a place called Life University, which is based in Georgia in the U.S., and it has influences from Stanford and Emory. Mm-hmm. All of there's so many uh, there's so many people who are specialising in these areas, and they share their knowledge because that's what compassion is as well. Of it's course. sharing your knowledge. Absolutely. So I did my training through Life University, and I've done my training through life. Really, that's yep. where I think so much of it comes from. That's fantastic. So, so let's break it down. What does self-compassion mean? Is it just being kind to yourself? Mm. It's more than that, isn't it? Mm. Tell me all about it. Do you know what? There are different levels of meaning of self-compassion, sure. aren't there? Because for many of us, there is that physical level of self-compassion, which is like, oh, I really love having a massage once a month. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, there is nothing wrong with that. And I love my having my massage. Oh, <laughs> hang out for that. If it's aromatherapy, remedial, I am totally into that. But I guess what I'm here for, Alex, is I'm hoping to increase everyone's awareness that self-compassion can be so much more than that. Self-compassion can be sort of broken up into three sections. And in the definition, I like to define it as, first of all, realizing what your true value is as a person. Right. Secondly, looking at your true causes of happiness and suffering in your life. Okay. Okay. I know that this is sort of, this is quite intense. I wasn't expecting this. I mean, it's interesting. Okay. And the third part of self-compassion is resolving to engage in transformation. Okay. Okay. Three big words there. Yeah. I love visualizing things. What I want you to visualize, self-compassion 
is going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Right. Okay. It takes time. It takes practice. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of energy to go from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Mm -hmm. If you are truly self-compassionate, then I guess what I'm hoping is that every day you're going to feel like you're a butterfly. Mm. And the thing is, it's, it is a journey. It's not something that I, I don't feel like a butterfly every single day, believe me. Mm. But because I have done the practice and because I have that toolkit, sure. then every day that I wake up and I am feeling like some squashed caterpillar on the side of the road, then I also know, hey, this is what I can do. And as time goes on, it gets easier and easier to become that butterfly every day. So, Dal, do you think you might be able to break that down just a little bit more? Because I'm loving the idea of being a butterfly and being in that wonderfully zen zone where self-compassion is a priority. How do I get there? What do I need to do? First of all, you have to realize what your true value is. Okay. What, what your value is as a person. Mm. Okay. Mm. And that's going to be different for everyone. Of course. Then we're going to recognize what your true causes of happiness and okay. suffering are. Okay. Does eating that chocolate at night mm. truly make you happy? It Alex? does, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> My two little squares of 70% cocoa at night bring me pure joy. Well, this is it. So I'm going to keep going. That, that's it. And that's okay. Exactly. That's okay. Yeah. And that's part of it. And what's causing and what is your true recognition of what causes your suffering? I don't know that. Yeah. I'd need to spend a bit of time deep diving this is, that. This is, and this is it. Exactly. This is where with self-compassion we come into. It's a lot of exploring, isn't there? It really yeah. is. It's not an easy fix. No. This is this caterpillar into the butterfly. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight, no, Alex. No. And it takes a bit of time to think about mm. it. And so many people these days, I guess, I find, especially as mums, mm. very much the wall that goes up is I'm too busy. Mm. It's too hard. Mm. I've got enough stuff on my plate. I sure. don't have time for this. I'm full. Self-compassion is an investment. It is, isn't it? In your own, yeah, absolutely. It is an investment. Yeah. And you, if you are willing to put in the work now, Alex, mm. you are going to have such big gains at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But okay. if you're, you've got to be willing to invest that time. Yes, I and can invest see that. That, that. that thought process. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not something anyone else can do for you. But our third one yeah. was resolve to engage in transformation. Okay. So they seem like three sort of big words or whatever, but really it's telling yourself that, yes, you are going to make a change. And committing to the change. Committing to the change. Okay. Okay. Saying, I am going to, I can see that this is causing me suffering mm -hmm. and I'm going to do something about it. Okay. Now, can I give you an example which, uh, from my life, which I think might fit into that category? Yeah. <clears throat> so every night before I go to bed, I think, right, Alex, you're going to get up tomorrow morning. You're going to walk around the block three times. Okay. It's five and a half thousand steps. It's a great way to start the day. Fabulous. Now, and, and, I, it's, and I've, you know, been having some quite serious conversations with myself mm -hmm. over this, particularly in the last week or so. Now, I haven't done it, Suzanne. Mm -hmm. And what happened, because I get up in the morning and I don't normally get up as early as I would like, you know, naughty, naughty, very mm -hmm. tired, whatever. I get up and I've got 
a whole lot of things I need to do. I've got to make sandwiches. I've got to iron shirts. I've got to put the dishwasher on. I've got to put the washing on. And then I check my phone and, oh my goodness, there are so many things I need to, well, in my head, address ASAP. Mm -hmm. So inevitably I do my tasks, my domestic tasks, and I come into my little head office, which we're sitting in today, and my work starts. So I probably started work by 8 o'clock, sometimes earlier. And then I get to, and I'm still in my pyjamas, of course, because that's how I work at my best. Um, And then I get to about 10.30 and I think, oh, my goodness, Alex, you've worked, you've done some great work. What happened to the walk? Mm. Oh, and then sometimes I might drag myself out, but invariably I won't. And then something else happens and then, you know, by the, by, it comes up to be five o'clock and then all the evening tasks start, as we all know mothers happen. Yeah. And then I get to about eight o'clock and I think, oh, gosh, what happened? And I feel so disappointed with myself, mm-hmm. so disappointed. Now I do do some other, you know, on, on Fridays, for example, I do some dance. On Wednesday night I do some dance. So I'm not sort of just in my pyjamas doing nothing the whole time. <laughs> I just want to clarify that. You're getting some steps. There are some watch. steps. Yes. You know, I might get yes. to, yeah, I do, I do I do a bit of steps around the house. Um, but I feel so disappointed with myself. But I think at the core of that mm-hmm. is that I don't actually prioritise myself, yes. you know, and I'm not, I'm clearly not committed. I'm not committed, truly committed to making the change because I don't see myself as being the priority. And I think that's the issue. That's right. Yeah. That's Everything right. Everything else is, has a higher priority than me and mm-hmm. my needs. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of women, that's where we all come unstuck. That's it. Because we are the givers. We, 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 we are the foundations in so many other people's lives and our families mm-hmm. and we don't seem to really want to invest in ourselves. Now, I'm happy to go and get a massage every so often and I do that and I'll, you know, and in my head I suppose I tick the self-compassion box there. But I think if I truly want to make a change, I need to start getting a little bit terse with myself. I need to start really making, you know, some, some, some true commitment. Mm-hmm. Would that be and you know, an example? That is totally an example but it's it's so interesting as well, isn't it? Because this is where having that self-compassion to yourself, mm. it's not easy. It's not necessarily something easy. It's not being kind to yourself necessarily. No, it's not. Because part of you is thinking, I'm going to have to be tough with myself. Mm. I'm going to have to make some sort of change. But the question is, what exactly is that change that you need to make? Is that change, are you truly going to be happy then if you wake up an hour earlier mm-hmm. and go for those three walks around the block. Mm-hmm. Is that truly going to make you happy at the end of the day? You know what? We have to get all of those things done. Mm. Our kids need to go to school with some food. Of course. Okay. They need a shirt. They need clothes. We've got so many things. But part of it as well it comes back to appreciating the things you are doing. Mm. You know what? Getting through that day and rather than getting to the end of the day and thinking, damn, you're just, I can't believe that you missed out on doing those steps again today, Alex. Mm. How about instead you change your mindset Mm. and you go, gosh, I did a good job today. Mm. You know what? Maybe I didn't get those steps in, but my kids ate dinner. Yep. Yep. And we all ate vegetables. Yeah. Bonus for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you know I know. What? It of is, course. It is patting yourself on the back. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, I think that's where as well the self-compassion, the, the wall comes up that we all get so used to getting down on ourselves. It's like the thing where we say, speak to yourself how you would speak to a good friend. Of course. And you know that you'd never yeah. say to your friend, well. God, you didn't get your steps in. So what good were you You're today? hopeless. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. That's it. And yeah. it's, it's talking to yourself, again, with kindness. Of course. And that is, that is definitely, that's one of the steps and that's part of the 
I guess that's the part. You know what? That is actually the part where you're resolving to have the transformation. Okay. You're not resolving to, it's not that you're saying, I need to just get up and get my steps done. The thing that's going to help you the most is actually saying, I'm going to start talking to myself a bit nicer. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because those are the things where if you start giving yourself kudos during the day, then is that not going to actually then make you feel better at the day Hmm. than the fact that maybe you didn't get the steps done today? Perhaps, yeah. 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 Like there's, there's so many different levels. And, yes, for some people as well, you then need to get your physical exercise in there. And physical exercise gets your endorphins going, which also helps your mental health Mm. as well. Mm. So there's so many different parts of it, and it's prioritizing the things in your life. But it's also knowing that, you can get it done. Yeah. You can get it done. Yeah. And, but you need to take care of yourself as well. Mm. Because if you're not that strong trunk mm. again, then you're no help to all of the little leaves of worry and the branches that you need to look after in your life. Of course, of course, makes complete sense. Yeah. You know, if we fall down, everyone falls <laughs> down. That's how I say it, you know? Yes. It's how it works. So, Suzanne, how did you become a compassion coach? Can, can, can you? Fill us in on the journey that you undertook to get here. I'd love to hear. Yes. There's so many different parts to the journey, but for me, I really did. I, one day, I think I was telling you the other day, one day I was sitting on my couch and I said, I need to challenge myself and I need to just get up and do something. And I sent out a text message to 20 of my best friends and said, hey girls, I'm going to start up some challenges. Are you interested in joining me? And within an hour, I had at least like 13 come back and say, yeah, we're in. No one had any idea. I had no idea what I was going to be doing. And I decided that, you know what, I needed to start setting a physical, a mental and a nutritional challenge for myself every week. And in sending that stuff out, I started to realize, you know what, in helping other people, it was helping me Mm. and they were getting the results as well. And we all sort of had accountability. (laughs) Very powerful. If I was going to get other people to do it, I had to do it myself as well. So I was working on that self-compassion. I was actually being compassionate towards other people. And it sort of started my compassion journey. And along the way I have, I, I love helping my friends, but my biggest most recent trigger to become an official mindset compassion coach was I was also telling you that I was reading Gandhi's autobiography as you do absolutely doesn't everyone a hundred percent I think I was just trying to make myself feel intelligent you know I actually I looked up a list of like the hundred books you need to read before you die and that was was that number one Gandhi's autobiography was on there amazing (laughs) I'm reading that put it down And that very same night, I said to my husband, Chris, I'm ready to learn more. I'm ready to do more with my life. You know, I'm a mum of three. All the kids are now at school. And it was that realization that, hey, I'm ready to move on with that next step in my life. Went to bed the very next morning. I opened up my emails, and the first email that popped up was, Compassionate Integrity Training is offered by the Gandhi Institute 
for Life University. And I've just gone, oh my gosh, the universe is <laughs> speaking to me. Yes, <laughs> I get it. I did. I, I turned to him and I went, I don't even know what this course is, but I'm meant to do this course. I was reading Gandhi and I told you I wanted more and it fell into my lap. So for me, I, I do, I say that compassion came to me and it truly has. Then it has really helped me to solidify who I want to be and what my what my goal is in life. And my goal is to spread the word of helping people to be more self-compassionate. And from that then springs the fact that as a world, it, compassion is contagious. Mm. You know what? We can make compassion more contagious than coronavirus. Well, now what a goal that should be. How, how, you how know? amazing is that? Yeah. Because everything you do for yourself if you become a happier person in yourself, then that is just going to spread to everyone around you. Mm-hmm. It has totally changed my life and I have no doubt it will change everyone's lives if they just give it a bit of time to work on it. So then what can we do to start exercising some self-compassion in our life? You know, I mean, I mean, obviously we can we can sign up for the compassion course so we yeah. can we can do a deep dive and we can learn all about it but if if i'm listening to this today and i'm thinking oh i like the sound of that and i think that might just be the lens i need at the moment yes are there a couple of things we could start implementing today oh some people might call them tips i'm going to call them challenges okay i am the challenge indeed girl. you are <laughs> i'm going to give you two challenges alex two challenges yep. that you can do today sure and you could do one right now if you want to. Okay. Okay. The first challenge is a physical one. Right. Once a day for one minute, mm-hmm. stand up and do a power pose. Mm. Do you know what a power pose is? I have is? seen a yes. lot of TED Talks on the power yes. pose. If you're, well, I don't know if you've realized that my logo, the Challenge Girl logo, yes, it is, is a power pose. in a power pose. So if I was to describe that right now, it's my favorite one. Yeah. And it is standing with your legs apart. Yeah. Your hands on your hips. Yeah. Your shoulders back. Your yep. head is high. Okay. And I tense every muscle in my body. Okay. And I have these thoughts of like, I am strong. I am powerful. You've got this girl. Every powerful, strong thing that I can say to myself, you can even, I love the idea of as well. I love doing it in front of the mirror. Yes. Sometimes naked, sometimes not. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Depending how you're feeling about things. That's right. Sure. But you know what? Close your eyes, open your eyes, whatever works for you. Power pose for one minute. Okay. It is going to build your confidence. It is going to give you the strength to get through the day. It is going to give you that one minute of time for yourself Mm. where you're going, you know what? I got this. I got this. With an American accent. That's right. It just sort of seems more powerful. (laughs) I got this. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) That's right. That's your challenge number one. Okay. Power pose for one minute. Yeah. And I think, Suzanne, I've actually seen some research on brain scans that were done pre and post a power Mm -hmm. pose. And I haven't got it in front of me. I'm just, you know, pulling it from my filing cabinet in my brain. And it was quite compelling. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. The change it made to people's brains. Oh, my goodness. The studies that they've done, people who are going in for an interview and looking at people who are basically like this sim- such similar people mm. but one power poses before and one doesn't mm-hmm. and the difference in that person who has power posed who comes in and the confidence that they have yep. is 
off the charts. Amazing. 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 So that is such an easy, quick thing to do. It's physical, but it is totally helping your mental health. Absolutely. Now, you might feel silly while you do it, particularly the first couple of times. Push through on that. Push through. That's the hot hot tip. Push through. Push Keep through. going. Push through. Okay. Num- that's number one. Number, number one two. challenge. Number two challenge. Okay. Yep. This one mm-hmm. relates to the gift that I brought for you today. Oh, yes. Thank you yes. for that. A gorgeous. Can I, can I share yes, what it is? Yes, please do. A gorgeous notebook and pen. Yes. Yes. Okay. I love a fresh notebook. I'm, I'm calling this one the expectation challenge. Okay. Okay. All I want you to do yeah. is be aware over the next 24 hours, be aware of every expectation that you have both on yourself and on the people around you. Okay. And note them down? Note them down if you can. Mm -hmm. You know what? If you don't have time to jot them down, that's okay as well. Mm -hmm. But look at expectations and jot them down. Okay. Now, why expectations? Is that mm-hmm. what you're going to ask? Uh, me? No, I was going to ask you some, some examples <laughs> of that. For example, let me give you one that maybe okay. I can share now. I haven't got dinner worked out yet. Yeah. But in my head, I'm thinking, mm, I've got some great edamame beans in the freezer and I've got some broccoli I know needs to be used in the fridge. That'd be a great salad. Then I've got some sweet potato and I've got some spinach and capsicum. That's another great salad. And why don't I do those two salads and I've got some chicken breast? Mm. That's going to be fabulous. But then when I look at the rest of them, my day, I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to do that? <laughs> so I've got big expectations of a dinner. That is most definitely an expectation that you, you okay. want to jot down. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the reason why I want you to jot that down, yeah. and I'm so glad that you've thought of that now, because already just in thinking of that, expectations, I, I expectations, I say kill happiness. Kill happiness? Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I... I isn't that interesting? Okay. Why? There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference between an aspiration sure. and an expectation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I say expectations, it is, say, for example, you have an expectation on another person. Sure. On your children. Okay. I have this expectation nearly every day that my kids are going to come in and they're actually going to put their school bag in the tub that has their name on it mm. that I have in the laundry. How's that going? Yeah. (laughs) You might want to move on to the next question. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Now, in having that expectation, it's sort of like giving my kids my power. Sure. Right? Because you're disappointed when it doesn't occur. You're so disappointed when it doesn't occur. Sure. And they have the power because they're like walking in and pretty much, if, if I think of it this way, I could think my kids are walking in and they're like, They've got their bag on their back and they think, well, do I want to make mom happy today or do I want to really upset mom? Hmm. I might upset her today. I'll just leave my bag here. Okay. Or do you think they're even thinking that? Do you think they, I don't think they're they totally not Let's thinking that. This is the point. Yeah. They're totally not thinking that. Sure. But in my mind, my expectation is like that they're thinking that, right? Yeah. And they're holding the balance of power. Of course. Within me. Yeah. And why am I going to give my seven-year-old the balance of power. Sure. Over I get me. it. Okay? I get it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it just looking at those expectations is the first step. Okay. Now I have this thing, I call it the I call it the ACCC. Yes. And it's not the Australian Competition no. and Consumer Commission. But the for me, it is how I look at things like expectations. First of all, the first step is to be aware of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second step is to actually then have that 
thought process about them. Okay. So the jotting it down. For sure. Example. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, and then the, the further steps are, thing, are then looking at actually committing to make the change. Right. Right. Yeah. So or to remove the expectation? To, or to challenge your expectation. Challenge the expectation. Okay. Yeah. And, and ideally in, for, in my life, I actually try to remove all expectations. Yeah. Again, I, I might aspire. It's not that I'm saying that you want to be taking away all expectations because you still have to be motivating your kids. I'm not going to say to my kids, yeah, just leave your bags wherever you want. Mm, don't worry right? about going to school. Don't worry about doing right. your homework. No expectations on you there. Sure. That's not it. No. Okay. There's a difference. Sure. But if I have the expectation that my child is going to absolutely jump out of bed and love going to school every day, I'm setting myself up for disappointment, aren't I? Mm. Okay. Mm. Can you see? A hundred percent. And it just makes me realize. To- <laughs> yeah, totally. After having four children, how how low or non-existent my expectations are about my children. I don't think I ha- I don't think I actually have many. Does it make sense? Like right. I adore them and I want all the best for them and, 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 and they've all got their own incredible strengths and weaknesses like all humans right. do. But I don't think I have any expectations for my well, children. And, that- and maybe that's just the benefit of having four. And four males. That's right. And they've <laughs> wow. Like I love them all so much. And they, you know well, what I mean. And they've grown up that yeah. bit more as well. Yeah. So you have you've learned to to put away some of those. I, I can tell you early on in the in, in the initial days with my my first son started at school, I probably had bucket loads of expectations. That's but it's it. just hit me when you've said that that my my gorgeous fourth son who's in year eleven, there are no expectations. Yeah. And that's, but that's actually, it's a gift. That's helping you. Oh, it's helping. And it's helping him. That's Life's right. a lot easier as the fourth that's... than the first. <laughs> and I think that's why they say the first child always has the hardest time because that's you have right. all those expectations. That's right. As new parents that's and first time right. parents so do. So you might end up having a blank page on this, but I don't think you will because I think your expectations are possibly more on yourself. Oh, they Alex. are on myself, 100%. That's right. Yes, I don't have them for my children, but that's I do for right. myself. So. And then I guess the question becomes, why would you be harsher on yourself than anyone else? I don't know the answer to that. That's probably mm. a big deep dive, Suzanne. That's right. That's probably hours of I exploration. Am that, that's what it's all about, yeah. Alex. It is about deep diving now and mm. having that investment now mm. so that tomorrow you can feel like a butterfly when yes. you wake up. Yes, God, I'd love that. I love it. <laughs> I love it, Suzanne. So that is, is there another tip or are they just the two to take away? No, they're my two challenges. Okay, I two challenges. I would set you two challenges today Okay, and see how you go with those okay so power pose power and pose then and taking note of expectations and then perhaps maybe after a day reviewing the expectations and wondering whether you should temper them get rid of them mm-hmm. or adjust them accordingly that's or right. turn them into aspirations well, well that's right if they that's need to right. hang around or give me a call and we can talk about the next sure. step but i don't want to overwhelm you no and put too many expectations Thank on you. Thank you. I do appreciate that. And that's why I'm, I'm limiting it to two challenges <laughs> as well. I do appreciate that. Because I'm, I'm and I, that's it. Yeah. I know how busy we all are. Yep. So Suzanne, if people are thinking, yes, those two tips are really good, but I want more, mm-hmm. how can they find you? You can find me on all the great social media sites. Lovely. Thechallengegirl.com is my sure. website. On Instagram, I'm thechallengegirl underscore Suzanne. And then I have a Facebook page as well. Okay. And I'll put all this in the show notes, people. So don't worry about jotting it down now. It's all going to be there. Yes. Yes. Easy to find. And you know what? I am happy to just, I don't want people to feel overwhelmed calling me either. Sure. So I'm happy to, I'm happy for someone to email me. I'll give them a call. We can have a half hour chat and see what's the right way to go for them. Mm -hmm. You know, are they better doing a group sort of course situation 
or are they better just having some one-on-one time with me? Some life coaching, compassion, private compassion you coaching. You know what? It's totally life coaching, mm. but I call it mindset coaching because, and compassion coaching because it's, for me, that's, that's what it stems from. Sure. You know, you're not going to get your life in, you know, in a nice little, you're not going to get your life right without getting your mind right first. Okay. So for me, that's where the first step starts. And on that journey, I like to think of myself as your motivator, Mm -hmm. your challenger. And then I like to become your accountability partner. Yeah. Sometimes we all just need someone to check in on us. And see yes, how we're going. Absolutely. It's like a personal trainer for your mind. Yes. Or a Weight Watchers session leader. That's right. I love Weight Watchers. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. And Weight Watchers for your mind. Yeah. I'm I trying love to it. take that weight off your mind. I like the analogy. Yes. Yes. Very good. Okay. Suzanne, thank you so much for today. Thank you, Alex. I love being here. Oh, it's so good. And I feel like I have learned so much. I really do. What, what really stood out for me is how expectations can really be you know, the destroyer of happiness. I would never have thought that, but it makes such sense. So I'm going to work on those. So thank you so much. And let's keep chatting because I'm I'm sure there's a lot more we can learn about next time. Okay, we need lots of love and we'll see you soon. Okay, thanks, Alex. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Grown Up Girls Report. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to your favourite podcast app and subscribe And while you're there, why not rate and review this podcast? I'd really love your feedback. Join me next time for another conversation for the grown-up girl. Thank you for listening. Speak soon.